You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. You Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Welcome to the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, where we talk about everything we need to know as women to slay the purpose that God has given us. I'm your host, Shantae Sapphire. Let's start the show. Welcome, 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 my fellow purpose chasers. In front of me, I have Tanisha OKK. Now, listen. You know that I promised you special interviews with fellow purpose slayers. These are women who are slaying in their their purpose, who are just killing it in whatever they're doing. They are just living life to the fullness of their purpose. And when I thought about purpose slayer, I said, who better to talk to than Tanisha? And I am going to let her tell her own story after I properly introduce her. But she has been doing some amazing things, and we will definitely get into it. So Tanisha Okeke is an international speaker and trainer. She is the author of Empowered Stepmother, Grow, Glow, and Thrive Harmoniously in Your Blended Family. As a result of the strategies and techniques provided to empower stepmothers around the world, thousands have had mindset shifts to go from suffering in silence to thriving harmoniously while owning their greatness in their marriage, blended families, and businesses. The international family vlog, Tea with Tanisha O, shows a candid look inside the love and the connection shared between her and her stepson, her marriage, and the beautiful bond with her older children in their blended family. They are journaling their family's victories and strategies to co-parent successfully with her stepson's biological mother. She is an avid reader whose most creative thoughts occur whilst in couch potato mood. I love that. As a wife and mother of three children, two of whom are adults, Tanisha's most cherished moments are family time together at home or on a on vacation, a hot pepper eating contest, <laughs> make up a new funny song or movie night. Spending quality time with her deliciously handsome husband is by far her favorite extracurricular activity. So I want to uh, welcome this empowered stepmother and fellow purpose slayer, Tanisha O. Welcome, Tanisha. Thank you, thank you. What a great introduction and a purpose slayer. Hey, I need to add that to my bio, purpose slayer. Oh, Shantae, thank you. Bio, I just want to firstly thank you for joining us and thank you for agreeing to come and talk to us. Yes, of course. Why not? I'm so excited about what you're doing. I'm so excited to share with other women who are just living on purpose and purpose slayers. Honey, sign me up any day when, when we get that title. Let's do it. It's exciting. I love it. I love it. Like I said, my community, we are here and we are learning about how to one, find our purpose and to live a happy, healthy, purpose-filled life. Yeah, that's so, good. 
it is just such a journey to to be with these women and to hear their stories of how they're discovering their purpose, coming back into alignment with God and actually taking the bold step to live a life where they feel like they're confident in their purpose, they're happier, they feel successful in all areas of their life. So with that being said, I guess my first question to you is, did you always know what your purpose is? (sighs) No, I I actually didn't. Um, As a young girl, I thought, I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, my mom didn't have like this set profession. And so I kind of had that. I'm going to be a doctor, a lawyer, like every child responds, but I didn't know. So my life took a really big change, drastic, like shift to the left or to the right, because I was a teenage mother. So by the age of 19, I had two children. So life was coming at me real quick. All my other friends were preparing for college and what they were going to take into their dorm. And I was buying diapers and strollers. So No, I had no idea what was going to happen. And, you know, by that time, society had kind of written me off. You have this young black woman with these two kids. She's just going to be a debt to society for the rest of her life. And that was kind of what it what they thought it was going to be. But obviously, God had something far greater in store for me. So that's the beginning of my journey and my story. Yes, God had something much greater. I mean. Thinking back to you when you were 19 and you saying that you had two kids, did you even fathom or imagine that you would be where you are right now? You know what? Yes and no. I knew that there was something that I was going to be doing because I knew that I was in this for someone greater than me. Like at that time, I didn't know the whole, the, where we are today with self-worth and putting ourselves first. So I was doing it for my kids and I knew I had to do something because I refused to be a statistic and not positive statistics. So at the time I didn't, but my mother gave me a gift that was just so beautiful. She worked in the legal field. And so she said, Tanisha, you're going to have to go to work become a legal secretary because you make more money, you'll have a set schedule and uh, you'll get medical benefits and things of that nature. Some of the best advice she gave me. And so I went into the legal field and as I watched the attorneys and things, I always had a confidence about me, even in the scary moments, but I've come to learn that that confidence that people thought, oh wow, she's got it together. It really was a shield to protect me from people asking me too many questions. And it was my way of being in control of my life without people trying to deter me because I was scared and I didn't know. So when you show up confident and you look like you know what you're talking about, people ask fewer questions. And I'm sure there are some ladies out there that relate to that. And so vulnerability was not even a, a word in my vocabulary at the time. I don't even know what that meant. I just knew, be confident, act like you have it together and people stay away. And so I asked a lot of questions. I saw the attorneys and, and how they, some of the paralegals went to lunch with their kids. So I began going to lunch with my kids. And I remember going in one day saying, do you know the rent went up? And I was about 23 or so at the time. And I was fussing about it. And they said, buy a house. Shantae, I didn't know what buying a house meant. My mother didn't own a house. I had no clue. And so I asked a few questions. And before long, by the age of 24, I bought my first house. So because, (laughs) thank you, thank you. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Right. And so looking back on that time in my life, Shantae, what I can tell you is that people believed in me 
because I believed in myself. I didn't know what it was I believed in, but I knew that there was something more. And so the paralegals would come to work and they would bring me what people call hand-me-downs, but they were some really fancy, expensive hand-me-downs. They brought me all of these nice clothes. I remember one lady bought me a suit and she was like, this suit, Tanisha, you will wear every day to every interview. And so I was like, great. And then I went back to school and um, went to trade school because four years of college wasn't in the cards for me at that time. So I went to school to become a paralegal, which worked out wonderfully for me. And by that, you know, bought the house afterwards and life began to progress. But my learning lesson in looking back now is people were invested in me because I was invested in myself, even in the midst of confusion. I still knew there was something. And I just started to emulate the things that I liked. I was like, oh, I like the way that looks. I'm going to try that. And that was the beginning of my journey. I love that. People were invested in you because you were invested in yourself, even in the midst of confusion. Mm -hmm. Even though you didn't know what was going on. Even when there was a big step like, hey, buy a house house. You still invested in yourself. You understood that the greatest investment you could make would be in yourself. And I love that because so many of us miss that. We miss, we, we miss that. We will quickly invest in other people and buy other things, but we forget about ourselves. But at such a young age, you took a stand you said, no, I am confident. Even though your confidence was a shield, which is a word in its own self. Oh, honey. Because we, we, I mean, I I feel like I've never heard somebody say my confidence is a shield from people actually digging in deeper with me. I'm just going to act like I have it together. So they won't ask. And they stay away. Think about it. They stay away. And so I would I would ask your guest in this moment, how many people are you shielding and, and blocking and keeping away because you're acting as though you have it together, but really it's the fear of people knowing who you really are and the vulnerability. But the beauty in you, my loves, to all of your beautiful um, people who are, are listening to this, it's in the challenges. It's in the beautiful scars that you gained along the way. That's where the growth comes. That's where the beauty, I literally have chills just thinking about it. That's where your beauty is. So you don't have to hide anymore. Your beauty is in those, those scars and those wounds, because what do they say? The wounds, the brokenness of a wound, that's where the light can enter. It's where you heal. That's where the light can enter. So be free, own it. Cause they wrote me off. I was like, no, you don't. Hey, hey, I'm still here. (laughs) You are still there. So what was the aha moment for you? What Mm. was the moment where you felt like, okay, this is where I'm going to drop my shield. This is Mm. where I'm going to be myself. I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable and be okay with it. I'm going to walk into my fullness. What, when did you have that moment? Golly. If I knew then what I know now, I actually had that moment when I met my husband. So my husband is Nigerian and and I'm American born. He's from Nigeria. He's American. But, you know, and so I met this guy and that shield was working for me, Shantae. Like I was doing good with it. Had it down, kept people at bay. It was working. The kids, you know, and he was kind of like, um... This whole leadership, because you just put it under the umbrella of leadership and it works, right? I'm a leader. You know, you're, you're controlling. Yeah, like, oh, girl. You know, there's a thi- fine line girl. between leader and control, and I don't know yeah. where it ends. It blends beautifully. I can tell you that. So yeah. he was like, that's not really working for me, T. So there was something so special and so beautiful about this man that I trusted. And that trust led me to 
slowly begin to let my guards down. And for those people who are not breathing right now, as I say that, let your guards down, just keep breathing. Stay with me because I know I, what that, and it came in little ways of me being able to know I could like sing at the top of my lungs, even though I'm not Beyonce and he didn't judge me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It came in the form of, as I gained weight because I, um, I didn't know that I had a medical issue at the time, but it was causing me fibroid to cause me to gain weight. When I stopped wanting to buy clothes, he went out shopping. He began to shop constantly for me, bought all the clothes. He was like, baby, you need new clothes. You know, as I was trying to lose weight, he went on every regimen I went on. Name it, he went it. Girl, whatever the pills were, whatever the juicing was, he did it. And this man is very fit, but he was like, I got you. Let's do it. Then it pissed me off because he was losing weight and I wasn't. So then I was like, thank you for your commitment. Let me do this by myself because now I'm even more frustrated, you know? But there was something so beautiful about the way he was so patient with the with my biological children. Now, you know, there are children and just his love and his family connection. And he and who he was made me want to be a better woman. He did not make me a better woman. He made me again. want to be a better woman. He didn't make me a better Say woman. That. But he made me want to be a better woman. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to walk in my greatness. I wanted to be as sexy because I was sexy no matter what size I was. Like I was still beautiful. So I wanted to be a better woman. And because I wanted to be a better woman, I wanted to be that better person to him. I wanted to be a better wife and a better mother and all of the other things that came to it. And so that for me was really a turning point in my life. And I am not saying to you ladies who are single uh, that you need a man in your life in order to, to get to that place. Don't get me wrong. What I am saying is when you find something or someone that gets through to you in a place that you find your why or you really get to tap into the, the boldness and the fullness of you, it changes your perspective. And for me, it was it was at that moment that I said, okay, I've been doing this thing. However, I've been doing it all these years for so long. And it's gotten me the same results this time because it's somebody that I trust and I believe I'm going to try it different. And so that led me to the journey of, of just self-discovery because his perspectives were so different, Shantae. And so he came with different ideas. Well, what if you looked at it this way? And I began to, hmm, what if I did look at it? And what if you looked at life this way? And so the two of us together mm-hmm. went on this journey. Um, some of what I just said kind of commingled, but we like timelines, but we went through leadership training together. So he and I, you know, many times you find women at all these events where they're go, go, yeah. go. Let me tell you something, ladies, if you're single, right? And you are trying to get a boo or you're trying to date, the best time to get them on board and for you to see if he's really the one is while you're dating. That's when they usually say yes. So I was going to leadership conferences. You yeah. want to go? He was like, yep. He wanted to go wherever I wanted to go. And you oh. know what? That's how we dated. So we yeah. dated going through leadership training until today. We still do that still until do today. The kids do it. And so those were our, but it was that trust in in him because as a 19 year old girl, as a girl who grew up not knowing her father, um, as a girl who had never seen what it looked like to have a man really loving a woman, mm-hmm. that was my first full look at, oh, this is what this looks like. So it was new for me. And so I, I was like, I want to be the best, best version of me. So that's beautiful. That 
That is my absolutely beautiful. And I love that you were able to find the best version of yourself and open yourself up to new opportunities and new perspective. Because sometimes we just need a change of perspective on the same situation to see the breakthrough that we always needed. Amen. In the moment of you changing your perspective and, and opening up yourself along the way, how and when did you find or identify what your purpose is? Ah, so for me, life got tough. You know, even though things were going, they were going great in the marriage, habits are hard to break, you know, habits are hard to break. And so ultimately, I mentioned in the bio, you heard I have two adult children. Currently today, they're 23. My, they're both 23. My baby girl will be 24. They're eight and a half months apart. And then I have a 12 year old. Well, parenting an adult child is tough. Because it's no longer the do as I do what I say. They're adults, you know? And so as my middle son became older, I started noticing these habits and these things. And come on, parents, you know what it's like when they're really great. Oh, that's me. When they're smart, he got that from me. (laughs) Anything that is not flattering definitely came from the father. Definitely. Mm -hmm. No negotiation. You know that it's not you who caused them to be the way they are. And so... I went into this really deep depression for months. I mean, Shante, I was on the couch. I watched every episode of the Hallmark movies that they had. I knew them by heart because no one died and it was just simple. And finally I was like, I can't sit on this couch for the rest of my life. I literally go to work, come home. So I went down to the basement, got a book. Actually, I have it here. 21 days to forgive everyone for everything. And no, Ayala Banzant does not pay me for this, but I'm going to tell you what, this book right here is a game changer. And so I did the work. If you plan on just reading it for the sake of, of reading while you're on the treadmill, that's not this book. This book is get your journal out, get it done. And so I was able to dig really deep and I began to realize all of the things that were happening with my son. I taught him rebellion. Mm. I taught him anger or whatever it was, by the way, I spoke of his father, you know, because I was a single teenage mom, their, their father, I should say. And I taught him so many things. So as I began to heal, and now I feel like a failure because one baby girl, baby girl, excuse me, she went off to college. She studied abroad in France. She pledged, she did all that stuff. And then the middle one is like, I'm dropping out of school. Wait, what? No. Cause now that makes me a failure. Like I was so selfish in that moment that I didn't even pay attention to the fact that he's going through his own thing. I made it about me and what people would think. Mm. And so I began to heal through the, the healing process. And then I was able to go through because that book is about forgiving yourself for the men you dated, for the decisions you made for the money you you don't have because you yeah. weren't a good steward of it, for the relationships with your mother or your father or what kind of sister you were, what kind of friend were you, how were you as a colleague, just as a person, as a whole, just purging all of this baggage that I had held for so long. And so that freedom, Shantae, allowed me to go back to tell my baby boy, mommy, sorry, but you don't have to stay on this road forever. I didn't get it right. And I made some big mistakes and I, and, and I'm really sorry. But I just want to invite you to to revisit how things are and see that there is a different way and see as parents so many times and in life so many times, we want to be a leader, but we can't lead ourselves. And so me being a true leader in my home required me to step into the mirror 
and look at myself and say, I forgive you, Tanisha. I forgive you. And then go to my family and say, I'm really sorry. And then when, and then I was like, Lord, show me my heart. Show, you know, the eloquent, show me my heart. (laughs) Girl, don't ask God that if you don't really want to know. I ran into every nightmare of a person you could imagine, like every nightmare. I was like, oh my gosh, is that me? Mm -hmm. It was me. And so as I healed and I just did my work to go through it and it was tough, worth it, but tough, baby boy began to open up more because now I wasn't judging him for everything right. he, because I wasn't judging myself for everything I wasn't. So I saw him at the pure beauty for who he was and the other people and my children and, and made in the, uh, my younger son, all of them. So he went back to school. He actually just finished his junior year. He enters his senior year of college and all that good stuff. But that led me to how I became an empowered stepmother in all of the shifting and the changes that took place. Ike's biological mother, because my husband has custody, so he lives with us full time. She began to see and she came to me and said, can you help me? I want that relationship that you have with him. Can you help me? Because, see, I stopped judging her for everything she wasn't. She was she was bitter. He didn't want her. She didn't get the husband. I stopped with all the labels that we tend to put on people. She's narcissistic. I do not like that word. I could do a whole episode on that word. Yeah. by itself. She's this and she's that. And I began to see, you know what? She's in pain. No woman wants to give birth to a child and and raise them or have another woman raise their child. And for all you people who are thinking, well, if she acted right, it wouldn't happen. That's still you judging. Yeah. The bottom line is when we're hurting and we're in pain, we make, we make decisions that just are not logical. You know, we step outside of ourselves. And so that helped me to heal me healing me helped me to heal everyone else. And that is what began our current journey on us with our empowering stepmothers, which is so exciting. So I love that because you, you highlighted such an important part of finding and, li- and living your purpose is forgiving yourself, forgiving mm-hmm. yourself first for everything that you thought you should have been and you weren't. Mm-hmm. Forgiving yourself, actually looking at your reflection in the mirror and saying to yourself, you know what? This is who I am. I'm going to accept who I am, flaws and all. I'm going to accept that, yes, I may have made a bad decision in my youth, or yes, I may have had a moment, but I'm uh, entitled to having a moment. But as long as I identify it, I pick myself up again, and I and I move forward. Yes. Not only that, the fact that you were able to identify that, do the work in yourself, and then go back out to your family and say, look. I've identified my personal mistakes and I'm sorry. You went back to your son to sit, to tell him that you were sorry that, you know, some of the traits that we carry are traits that have been taught to us and traits that we teach to other people. I just want to highlight the importance of forgiveness in, in the journey of living your purpose. And I I thank you for um, mentioning that because self-reflection is sometimes such, such, a hard thing to do. Yeah, it is. And you, and you were spot on when you say to God, you're like, okay, God, show me your heart. And you're spending your time with the Lord. When when He starts showing you yourself, you're like, Mm-mm, that's not me. <laughs> I know. I did not tell you to show me Stacy's heart, Lord. I told you show me my heart. It's all rainbows. Exactly. Just me. <laughs> Just me. So I I, I 
I, I see what you're saying. And to the ladies who are watching this, I want you to remember that it's okay. You've been through it, but you through it is the main word. You've been through it and you're coming through it and you're going to make it to the other side. Forgive yourself. Be nicer to yourself. Yes. You wouldn't say it to a friend or family member. Why are you saying it to yourself? You deserve the best version of you. Yes. And that is the version that should show up for you every day. The best version of yourself, the, the Shantae or the Tanisha you've always seen in yourself. That's mm -hmm. what I want you to see every day moving forward. Absolutely. Because there's beauty in you. There's beauty in you. Whoever's listening, there's beauty in you. I know people have told you there isn't. I know people have told you that you'll never amount to anything. I know people have told you that you're worthless. I know he hurt you. I know he left you with those children. I know that that business failed. I know that your car was repossessed. I know that you have a foreclosure. I know all those things. But the one thing that I know the most is none of the things that I just named define you. Yeah. None of those things define you and who you are. Yeah. None of them. You're, you're beautiful. You are beautiful. Mm -hmm. So listening to you and you, you got to a point where now you're this empowered stepmother and your son's mother says to you, you know, she wants that. She wants to walk in the light. Has living in your purpose ever been hard, like hard decisions or hard people come your way? Just talk about that for a second, because right there you were connecting a bridge that may have been broken and you mm -hmm. were finding the peace within yourself to say, you know what, I identify that you're experiencing some pain. And I can just be the person that shows you the love that you didn't get. So yes. how did you approach those hard moments or what people may have seen as being a hard moment? You know what? I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I, I, I'm really big on accountability. And so when I run into a person who is just letting off a really tough or bad or <clears throat> nasty vibe or something like that, I have to check myself to ask, what are you doing in your life? Because when the majority of the chaos was happening in my life, it was the energy that I was putting out. Because sometimes we think, even if I'm being quiet, I didn't say it, but you were thinking it. It's the rolling of the eyes. Mm. You know, all of those things are still, it's still energy, right? And it so- is. It, and when you run across people, people are a very clear reflection of who you are. So when I hear people say they're so narcissistic and this and that, the only reason you're able, and this one is going to sting, so stay with me. The only reason you're able to identify a narcissistic person is because you carry those traits. Ooh. Because life is a mirror. I'm going to let it sink. The only reason you can identify a person who is angry or bitter or whatever label is because you, you have that in you. And the reason why I can say that is if you take two people and a third person comes and the third person has a conversation with both those people, we've all had those situations where one person, the third person walks away and the two people say, did you hear him? Yeah. What's, what's wrong? I can't believe he said that. What did he say? He said, da, da, da. oh, I didn't take it that way. You see, we heard two different things from the exact same conversation. And the reason why we heard two different things is because what we heard was based upon 
our own life baggage, our baggage of life and whatever we see reflecting in the mirror. If we're looking for greatness in people and we're looking for the good in people, even in the midst of those moments where it's, eh, we're still going to find the greatness and the beauty in them. So it really depends on us. And so for me, that was one of the biggest things I had to realize, like people that come into my space, that's the energy that I've called in. I've, I've, I've attracted that energy. Think about it. If you wake up in the morning and you stub your toe and you're like, this is going to be the worst day of my life. The, the day just trickles into worse, 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 worse thing. Your words. It's just exactly just spirals out of control. Worse, worse, worse is probably not a thing, but you get what I mean. I got you. But then when you wake up in the morning and you're like, when I open my eyes, I'm like, thank you, Lord. I say a prayer and I have all my gratitude things that I'm grateful for in that moment. And I'm just going through all the things that I'm grateful Before I even put my feet on the floor, as I just open my eyes and lay there for a second and I roll through the gratitude, I roll through how wonderful that day is going to be. I, I create my day. I create my space. I roll through these things before I get up. So even if I get up and I stub my toe, I'm like, oh, dang it. I stub my toe. Well, thank God it's not broken. Thank God it's good. You know, there's a way to see it. This morning, my husband woke up. He was last night. He said, oh, I love, I think my tire, something's wrong with it. I said, ah, we'll deal with it tomorrow. He, sure enough, woke up this morning, the tire's flat. And for a moment, he was like, man, the tire's flat. I said, well, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that the tire is flat as it's parked in front of our house and it didn't blow out on the freeway. I'm grateful that we have a car, extra cars, and I have nowhere to go today. So you can take my car. You know, I'm grateful for, and I was, and by the time I was finished, conversation was done. Same scenario. It's just all in our perspective. We own yeah. that. And so that was how I got through that. I began to see, as I began to see myself and other people, and I shifted how I saw other people. It's all about removing the labels, ladies. Take the labels off of judgment because all it is, is us judging people. And when we do that, we begin to experience something different in life. So that was how I kind of worked on. I'm still a work in progress, Lord knows, but it's getting so much better, so much better. And, and the more we do it, the better it gets. But you, you were preaching to me just now, you were speaking a word when you said, if you look for greatness, you will find greatness. So if I walk into work tomorrow and the person who is bothering me the most, I'm looking for the greatness in them, not mm. label them, labeling them as, oh, she that way because she X, Y, and Z. Instead yep. saying, you know what? She's a beautiful soul. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at her and I'm looking for her beautiful smile and I'm looking for her brilliant mind. She can only approach me in the energy that I'm giving off. Exactly. And I, I, I know that's one that us as, as, as women, we tend to do a lot. We just do. Yes. It, 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 it's even, even if we don't say it out loud, we think it. We oh, yeah. think about each other. So we look and we're looking and uh, one thought, I mean, it could be as simple as, oh, those shoes to yes. something even worse. But we just immediately, we have something that we think. But but to remember that what everybody gives us is a reflection of who we are and to change our perspective, yes. that is just, it's just, I can't even sing the praises of changing your perspective. <laughs> but you uh, you have talked about so many gems, forgiveness, perspective those those are gems that we can stay with that we can keep so mm -hmm. with that being said and with those gems you thought you said how have you now become bold 
and being an empowered stepmother because I find you as being such a bold person, but you also give off amazing energy. You do. Thank you. So you can, I, I can't open up one of your videos without smiling because you say it's tea with Tanisha. Oh. <laughs> like, yes, because it's just the bubbly energy that you have. And it's a, it's a boldness that is just like, you know what? She's got it. She's making sense over there. Let me listen to her. So how did you get to that point where you were just bold in it? Hmm. It, it I created who you see today. I wasn't always her. So I, I don't want you guys to think, oh, her life was different. No. Remember, I told you I was the girl who grew up. I didn't know who my father was. I actually was the person who did the DNA test at uh, 38. 39, something like that to figure out who, you know, so I have story after story of these things, but what brought my boldness was really one when I got so comfortable with owning my story and becoming vulnerable. When I became comfortable with who I was and all of the things that came with me, you know, when people could no longer come to me to say, you know, you got an attitude problem. Sometimes I don't have the best attitude. You see, when you are able to counter out what people say, they don't have anything over you. So ladies, but it takes us owning who we are before we can we can really be comfortable with that. So no one can come to me and tell me who I am. You know, you're rude. Mm, I may be rude sometimes. You see, I've owned that. You know, you're not nice. Sometimes I might not be nice. So take whatever is being said and if there's truth to it, take it. You can own that part and leave the rest. I'm not rude all the times, but all the time, but I may be rude at times. You see, when you take away people's power because you give them the power to speak whatever it is they're speaking into your life, when you take back your power and you own who you are, but you first have to acknowledge, we get to acknowledge who we are. So when I began to acknowledge who I was and my strengths, as well as my weaknesses, then I I was able to balance that. So then that brought me to a place of vulnerability because I realized I'm not alone. I'm not the only one struggling as a stepmother. I'm not the only mother who feels like a failure because our kids aren't, they didn't do whatever it was we wanted them to do. I'm not the only woman who's gained weight and she no longer feels sexy. I'm not the only woman who wants her hair to be big and voluptuous or short and sexy. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, I'm not the only one. And so my boldness came through my vulnerability and my ability to figure out how I could connect with people more than distance myself. So when I walk into a room, people may have the stank face. And when I see a woman looking me up and down, I'm like, oh, she likes my shoes. Like I just decide in my mind what it is that she likes. She likes my shoes. Maybe she doesn't. She might not like me at all. I don't care because one thing I can promise you in the midst of this boldness, what someone else thinks of you is none of your business. What any person thinks of you is none of your business. I had to figure out the fact that no matter what I do for someone, if they don't like me, they're not going to like me. I don't need to buy them cookies. I don't need to buy them a car. I don't need to give them a gift that's fake and genuine because I'm trying to buy their love. If they don't like me, that's none of my business. And there's nothing really that I can do, say, or buy to make them like me. You just can't. So that was part of it. Just finding ways to be um, in sync with people. You know, I don't walk into a room waiting for someone to smile at me. I smile when I come in. Even on the track, when I run the track or walk the track, because it's more walking than running, honestly. <laughs> but 
when I'm out there yes, <laughs> doing whatever it is, I do a walk. It's like a walk jog, but I think my arms move faster than my legs, but neither here nor there. I say oh, hello to everyone. Yeah, I'm moving, but I greet every person I pass. Think about it. When you go to tracks and things, most people are focused. They don't want to talk, but I smile. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I don't stop you, talk to you, but I just say hello. So if you feel, and I know that some of you, as you're walking in your purpose, you feel like people aren't receiving me. They're receiving you, Tanisha, because you're friendly. They're receiving you, Shantae, because you're friendly. No, I became friendly. I was not always so nice. You know, I became, I decided who I wanted to become. And I was like, this is who you'll be. And I made the shifts and they were hard, but I made the shift. So for me, my boldness came through vulnerability and the vulnerability came through owning who I am through all of my beautiful scars and imperfections and all of the positive things. And I've just blended them together to create who I am today. I love it. Bold through vulnerability. And you just mentioned um, you were on the track and you're, you're greeting everybody and you're saying good morning. Girl, I just want to say you would fit right in in Bermuda because that is the society that we live in here. It's a greeting society. Ah, not the States. Yeah, I know. And when I went away to school in the UK, that was not the thing. But here in Bermuda, and I know um, only maybe one or two of my purpose chasers are from Bermuda, but I just wanted to share this. It used to be a thing where if I got on the bus as a young person and I did not speak to the bus driver and the older people sitting on the bus, they will look at you up and down and you better correct yourself real quick because somebody's mama would have gotten you together. That's good. <laughs> right? So you just have a ha- habit of going in and say, good morning, how are you? Good morning, how are you? And, and and it's okay for me because that's how I grew up. But I know I noticed the difference when I um, got to an environment in the United Kingdom when I was in university and I would be like, hi, how are you today? And people would just be looking at me sideways. So I can imagine you saying to yourself, you know what, I'm physically going to become this person and I'm going to push by all these people just giving you the same face when you're just trying to say hello and have a good day. <laughs> so yeah. I applaud you for doing that because it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard if you think it's hard. Yeah. That's a story we tell ourselves, right? Like, it's very rare when I say hi to people that they don't speak back. And I'm talking about whoever it is. And some people may say, well, you're not where I am, where it's a bunch of old white people. It is old white people sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, how you doing? And they get to talking about whatever story. Listen, people see our faces, my beautiful, beautiful people watching. Our love and our connection is all in our face. A smile goes a long way. So the more confident you become, the more confident that exudes, the more beautiful you feel, the more beauty people see in you, the more sexy you are. I don't care if you're 300 pounds or 20 pounds, the more sexy you are and you own your greatness. That's what people see in you. That's all. I'm not worried about what you think about me. I got it figured out. You know, you know, it's just it's just owning who we are in whatever phase we're in. That's all. I love it. Owning who you are, no matter what phase you're in. So I want to ask you one final question. Out of all of the things that you've said, owning who you are, acknowledging who you are, forgiving, um, changing your perspective, if you could pick one of them to say that that 
was the thing that made the biggest difference, which one would it be and why? You know, I've said a lot of things, but for me, if I put it all together, I would say being um, authentically vulnerable. And when I say authentically vulnerable, there was something that I learned about myself. I learned that I was sharing parts of my story of life with people who didn't deserve to know that much intimacy about my backstory. And I realized that I was telling them the story in order to get sympathy from them so that they didn't judge me so harshly. Oh, maybe if they know this, this, or this, they won't judge me for all of the things that I haven't accomplished in life, you know, because they'll feel sorry for me. Oh, well, she was a teenage mom and this and that. And so she didn't. So there's a difference when I say authentically um, vulnerable from using our stories to manipulate people in order to excuse the things that we have not accomplished in life. And that was a whole lesson in and of itself for me to learn. But I'm saying it to say, when I was, as I've gone through things, I don't share today, whatever my pain points are right now, I'm not sharing them right now. Probably be sharing them down the road as a reflection. I'm going to grow through them. And then I share. I have to share from a place where I'm looking at the story versus standing in the story. If more people looked at the story and not stood in it, we wouldn't have so much drama on social media where people just tell every emotion that they feel. Probably not the best time to express how you feel. So for me, it's authentic vulnerability and that's owning who I am. But of course, remember those boundaries, protect yourself, you know, protect yourself. And there's, there's a way to do it. So that's what I would say. Authentic vulnerability. You heard it here first. I just want to say thank you so much, Tanisha, for sharing your story with us, for taking us through your journey, for dropping all of those gems that I'm sure (laughs) the Purpose Chaser community is going to take with them and say, you know what? I learned this. So before we go, I just want you to let everybody know, and don't worry, guys, I will write her information in the show notes. But just so they can audibly hear you, can you please let them know where they can find you on social media? Because I know they would love them an episode of Tea with Tanisha O. Let them know where they can find you. (laughs) Yes, please. I'm so excited. So if you want to find our international blog, Tea with Tanisha O, which is so much fun. I've just had some the most beautiful people, including you, Shante, on there. If you want to just have inspirational words or just see what day-to-day life is like, those things that people people don't talk about, especially if you're in a blended family. I'm your girl. I'm here to support you with positive nuggets. I already know the pain, so I'm just trying to work you through. I am on blendingourlove.com is our website. Empowered Stepmother is another place that you can find me. Those two places, uh, one of the two, you'll be able to locate us there. On social media, my name is, if you just type in Empowered Stepmother, you should find me, but Tanisha O, Empowered Stepmother. That's me on Facebook and Tanisha O on um, Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I haven't quite, I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, it's not really my thing, but YouTube is blending our love. So blending our love is our corporation. And that's why you may wonder what is blending our love? Blending our love is the blended family that we're in. We're blending current presently blending our two families together and it's blending our love. So I hope to see you guys. I hope you join our tribe and our community. I'm so excited for you guys to be a part of Dream Chasers and and I'm here to support you with all your family goals and things of that nature also. So 
I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Tanisha. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And as always, if you like the show, subscribe to catch every episode and leave us a review so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. See you next Tuesday for another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast.